1: I'll say that ain't nobody not out there
0: that even wants to be a little bit mellow. Now we say that. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast Podcast. with host Eddie Trunk.
2: What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk. Welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New every Thursday. Anywhere you get your podcast, thank you for subscribing and listening. Wherever you do so around the world, it is much appreciated. Uh, As I tell you every week, the podcasts you hear, uh, the interviews I should say, you hear on this podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation, heard live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Volume Channel 106, nightly re-airs of that show, 10 to midnight Eastern, anything you want, anytime you want on the Sirius XM app. As I often say, if you are listening in the U.S. or Canada where you can get Sirius XM and you do not get it, you are only listening to this podcast, you are only getting a tiny fraction of what I do on a daily basis on the radio, which is news and calls and many, many other interviews that you don't hear on the podcast. So please come on board and join me for the Daily Trunk Nation Monday through Friday on volume and uh, nightly re-airs, like I said, for your convenience 10 to midnight Eastern and every show and the interviews and the audio and video all on the Sirius XM app. Hope you join me every day for rock talk on Sirius XM. Everybody else. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. And uh, we got an interesting one for you this week. Joining me as my guest, Tom Morello, who of course you best know as the guitarist from Rage Against the Machine. And uh, Tom is a good friend over the years. We hang out often. And through Tom, about a year ago, I met a guy by the name of D.B. Weiss. Dan D.B. Weiss. Dan is the co-creator of the mega TV show Game of Thrones. He is a director and a writer in Hollywood. And I met him because Tom had me on his podcast and Dan was the other guest and we did like a metal roundtable discussion. And in that conversation, I learned that Dan is a huge rock and metal fan. So we've been in touch a little bit since that interview uh, where I was a guest with Tom and DB. And uh, during the conversation and during our exchanges, Dan revealed to me that he was working on a new film that was about a kid coming up trying to be in a metal band in high school. And that Tom was going to do some of the scoring for it. And he was telling me about it. And at that time, I said, hey, when, uh, when you're done with this movie and it's about to come out, let me know and we'll have you on to promote it. So the movie is now out. It's on Netflix. It's called Metal Lords. You can watch it if you have Netflix. And the timing of this week's interview, and again, this happened on my radio show a couple weeks ago, but the timing to bring it to everybody and repurpose it as the podcast is good since the film is relatively new to uh, Netflix. And we talk a little bit about the film, the cameos in the film, the story of the film, and just the rock and metal in general that myself and Tom love. Uh, Both of these guys were live on the phone with me together in different places, but you can hear uh, their passion for the music and how this film was created and came together. So, Good time to visit with Morello and Dan Weiss. Both contributed to this movie now out on Netflix called Metal Lords. So we'll get into it with them. As usual for me, if you want to connect with me, social media at Eddie Trunk. Twitter, Instagram, page on Facebook. EddieTrunk.com is the website. Upcoming appearances. If you're in Southern California, uh, join me on April 22nd at The Whiskey for Shark Island. I'll be hosting that. April 24th, I will be hosting the Rainbow 50th anniversary party in the parking lot of the legendary Rainbow Bar and Grill. It's free, open to the public. Headlining acts include Orgy, Stephen Piercy, Steel Panther. Uh, I will be there for the later part of the day, and I look forward to seeing everybody at the Rainbow on the 24th. It should be a huge party. Uh, The 30th of April, you can catch me in Tulsa at the BOK Center where I will be hosting an evening with Megadeth, Lamb of God, and In Flames. And on May 1st, catch me in Dallas at the Dallas International Guitar Festival. I'm there Sunday afternoon only, and those days I'll be hosting performances by Frank Hannon, Paul Gilbert, and John Five. So Dallas, Tulsa, Los Angeles, all places I will be in the next couple weeks. Hope to see you there if you are headed that way. Again, info and updates social media, at Eddie Trunk. And uh, please follow, and I'll keep you posted on everything going on, any changes, additions, or subtractions. All right, without further ado, uh, let's get to it. Coming up, Dan D.B. Weiss and Tom Morello talking metal lords and more on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Well, as I mentioned, Dan Weiss and Tom Morello right now, my interview this week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Enjoy joining us we are now going to go to the phones and welcome in two big rock fans and uh one guy you know quite well uh tom morello joins us of course good to have tom back on the show what's going on brother how are you tom
0: hey hey eddie how are you nice to tom, hear your very, voice what's
2: up you too you too and a guy that i met through tom and uh everybody knows is the co-creator of one of the recently Biggest shows ever in TV, Game of Thrones. He's also the guy behind this new film coming out called Metal Lords. Dan DB Weiss. Dan, how are you, man?
1: Hey, Eddie. Uh, great. It's great to be on the show, man. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, well, we had talked about this. You know, Tom, as everybody knows, Tom has uh, about 55 shows here on Sirius XM, including <laughs> about six, about six alone, I think, here on volume. And uh, Tom also has a podcast and Uh, I got to know Dan through Tom, and we did – Tom, whatever happened to that marathon three-hour metal geek fest the three of us had? Did that post ever?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It came out – I think we put it out in several parts. It was the three of us basically going through some top ten lists or whatever of favorite metal this and favorite metal that. Basically, the whole premise was like when we sit at the rainbow and discuss and debate topics, metal and otherwise – it was the three of us having a, a round table of that, which is pretty funny.
2: This thing was like a mini series. I mean, uh, if it's archived anywhere, <laughs> we got to tell people to go watch it or listen to it because yeah. we no. kept saying, I mean, it, it, you know, Dan only had like, you know, m- multiple Hollywood projects to do, but instead we were way more, it was way more important Dan, to discuss the merits of man war. I think.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we got, we got pretty deep into uh we got pretty deep into some of the lineups of the, uh, of uh, the uh, the eighties, Sunset uh, uh, Strip metal scene, so <laughs> various, was... cha- various changing band lineups. I remember going. Yeah, I'm so yeah. pretty. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Where
0: uh, file under where's Kelly Nichols now? That's what
2: we <laughs> exactly. We got deep. We we really did. So everybody knows, of of course, uh, Tom being a good friend of mine and a regular guest, and we hang. And everybody knows his metal credentials are uh, are extro- extraordinarily strong. But Dan, for you. Uh, I mean, most people think Game of Thrones was an extraordinarily metal show, no doubt. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to the audience, um, as a kid, where did the metal bug bite you? Because that ties in with the film that we're going to be talking about in a second. But where's what's your history and arc as a hard rock metal fan?
1: Yeah, the whole show was really just an elaborate excuse to design a bunch of, of heavy metal album covers. <laughs> um, which, but but by the time you got to the end, I think a, a third of the shots were basically existed to be the cover of of uh, of some metal album back in the eighties right. and nineties. Uh, but it's a it's a music. I started playing the guitar when I was relatively late. I started when I was fourteen, but uh, I took it seriously enough to want to see how far I could push it, which, you know, as soon as you pick up a guitar and want to see how far you can push it, that will lead you directly into uh, into a metal sphere. And so, you know, I was lucky enough to be growing up at a time when the great, you know, the big four thrash bands were coming into their, you know, coming into their own in the 80s. And there was also, the, the, you know, all the precedents before them, the, the Sabbath and Priest and, and Maiden. And so it all kind of, it all kind of hit me at once. And it was just it was music that I was I was always really into and not a huge number of the people around me were as that into it. So my brother and I uh, spent a lot of time going to see every show we could that came through the Chicago area uh, through the 80s and in uh, and the 90s. And so that's kind of where where I came from with it all. Oh, so
2: you're a, you're a Chicago area guy as well. I didn't know that. I know Tom is,
0: but I didn't know know you are. Did you guys know each other back in the day? No, no, we did, not but we we I mean how we know each other is we're like we're like the metal dads at our school. Like our kids go to school. Our kids actually play in a band together. Um, but uh, but I would see Dan and before, I, before I knew he had anything to do with Game of Thrones or was even from the Chicago area. Like he's the guy in the hallway with the Mastodon shirt, and I'm the guy in the hallway with the Judas <laughs> Priest shirt. Like, and we're like, what's up, bro? What? <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's yeah, really how we good. became friends before we had to – anything beyond that was, was kind of icing on the cake.
1: Kind of lodge, yeah. lodge brothers at at first sight, you know. But it it was yeah. And it, it, the funny thing is, is that we, it's very possible that both of us were standing in line together at the same time for the music gallery's yearly, you know, yes, blowout yes. sale in Highland Park. Yeah, music, Park, music Illinois, gallery was, and, was the
0: yeah music guy was the shop in Highland Park where like the kind of the at the time the only music shop in the eight four seven you know, area code. And, and so like once a year they had like this sale where everything was half price. So you saved your money. And then once a year you waited in line because only so many people were in the store at the time. And it was like, I, I, it was the day of the year. You marked that, you circled that day in your calendar. That's where I got all my, some of the pedals that I played to, that, that I played yeah. since 1988 or whatever,
1: I got at the music gallery back then. You You know, it's funny you guys for half off and you'll get your strings for half off and, you know, (laughs) whatever like small things you could actually afford you get for half as much so.
2: It's funny you guys talking about that nod that you get being like the only parents in a school wearing the mastodon shirt or the the, <laughs> the rock shirt. There is always that acknowledgement. Like the other day, I was riding my bike, and like it's it's almost like when you ride somebody go by somebody else who's also riding a bike, they give you that little nod. You
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the, like bro, in, the bike the bike bro nod. Yeah, right. The right. acknowledgement, <laughs>
2: but but you get that. I get that too. Like in my kids, if I go to the school, like I'll, I'll never forget. I went to my daughter was in marching band, and I. I showed up and I'm wearing a Marilyn Manson hoodie and I was getting some looks like, you know, what's that older dude doing wearing that? Now, of course that was a few years ago. If I wore that now, they'd probably arrest me showing up in that particular hoodie, but, but but, but you you still get that nod. You look, Yeah, you look around the crowd and you just, you get like, give me a little tip of the hat, like, yeah, I'm one of you too. I'm a metal fan too. And that kind of ties in and that kind of loops into this movie called Metal Lords because it's very much about uh, kids trying to start a band or starting a metal band in high school and and it not not being uh, fashionable. The film's out on Netflix. It premieres on April 8th. I've had a chance to see it. Dan, the the idea, I mean, this is a... this is a completely different sort of thing, obviously than game of Thrones, but tell me about the idea to do this. Is it more of a passion thing? And is it in some ways autobiographical for you and your story?
1: Yeah, it was just, I mean, I, it was a, it was a, a semi a very thinly autobiographical. I mean, that most of the details aren't, don't have that much to do with things that happened to me. Cause the things that happened to me were frankly, not all that interesting, but, uh, Inspired by some of the trying to play music as a kid and, and remembering what music meant to you as a kid. It means something different to you when you're 16 than it's ever meant before and it's ever going to mean again. And the experience of playing music, finding other people to go on that trip with you, and the situations you find yourself in that was genesis for it came from the kernels for a lot of the scenes, came from, from that experience. And it's something that, that I wanted to do for a long time. It's something that even, se, I wrote it a, a version of it before we even read the Thrones books. Uh, so it, it sat there for a long time, and then it got rewritten and to change with the the times changed a lot. You know, being a young person changed a lot in the past in the past ten years. So um, it, it was updated and and changed around a fair amount. But yeah, the basic, I, the basic kernel for it came from just, you know, what, what, it what it was like to, to want to play music and to have, to have metal dreams and rock and roll dreams when you were a kid and, and remembering like how all consuming those dreams are and how serious it all seems, you know, and for, and it's funny. Cause like in, in one way, like i you know for me it it stayed a hobby and you know and a you know a passion of mine in my private life and for some people like our, like our other guests the dreams just kept all going right on through into reality and you know became the the life become the life you live so it's it's uh it was uh that's the the genesis of it and it was where i came from tom my-
2: for you uh yeah. Tom, talk about getting involved in this and your role in it because uh Dan yeah. Wrote it and, and co-produced it. I know, but for you, when did it first hit your radar? And your role was doing the scoring for it. Is that what you did?
0: No, I, I, I guess I guess my, my flowery title is executive music producer, something like that. But I mean, for me, the movie Metal Lord, it's the you know it's the rock and roll, it's the heavy metal mo- movie for this generation. You know, it taps into the feeling that we. First of all, it's super funny. It's just completely filled with metal from from beginning to end. And so when Dan reached out and asked me if I you know help with the movie it's partly sort of overseeing the songs that are you know that are in it but my principal my two principal tasks were one to like write the theme song and it was awesome to write you know dan goes the the song's going to be be called machinery of torment i said well i've been waiting my whole life to write a song called machinery of torment Um, (laughs) and for for me it, it was great to be able to sort of tap into that that like unfiltered You know, metal part of my existence. You know, my first 30 shows I went to were metal shows. You know, the first 7,000 riffs that I played and wrote were, were metal riffs. And so to be able to, like, write a song where it's not metal mixed with rap, it's not metal mixed with alternative, it's not metal mixed with EDM or anything, it's just metal mixed with more metal was just really, really refreshing. And then, and then the second task was the actors, the, the three principal actors in the movie, only one of whom was a musician and none of whom had a heavy metal or rock and roll background, was, you know, coaching them up. And like, as, you know, not to give too much away, but eventually they do play some metal in the, in the, in the, in the movie. And like how to do that in a way when it's not your background to like be inhabited by the Holy spirit of heavy metal to make convincing performances. And that was the, prob- the probably the most hysterical part for me of the, of the process was they were shooting those scenes and, and there's like a concert scene and, and a battle of the band scene. And, and Dan was like, so what do you think? And I watched it. And I go like, well, those kids are amazing and they're great actors and they, they managed to get all their f- being non-musicians managed to get all of their fingers in the right places and the symbol hits. And it's, they look like they're playing their instruments. Now they need to forget every single fucking bit of that and go fucking crazy for the three minutes when they're playing the song because it's a heavy fucking metal song and they need to lose all that stuff and be barbarians.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and drop the cello. <laughs> when people see the film, they'll get the that reference. But the cello, the, there is a metal cello performance in this. I remember when I, I watched it a week or two ago, the kid playing drums seemed to be real good. Was he legit? Drummer? No, nope. Mar- he learned all, Martell, that, who all that from scratch.
1: In, you've, yeah, you've seen him in, in. He was in It, and he's been in all kinds of things. He's been doing this since he was nine. he He'd never picked up a set of drumsticks before we started wow. this movie, and he he just he he would shredded it, and he put in the time and he put in the hours, like training, uh, you know, on the drums, uh, tra- training with Glenn the Hollywood Vampires, you know, training with Glenn with Sobel Spitz Dicks from Glen Yep, yeah, Glenn Sobel from the yeah. Hollywood Vampires training with Spitz, Tim Spitz Dix from Fear, who happened to live in Port lives in Portland where we were where we were making the uh movie and he he just he those guys taught him how to play and he got to the point where when he's playing the both that song and the other some of the other stuff in the in the film, like he's actually He's actually doing the work, and, and like as Tom said, he's he's hitting all the beats, and with, with Tom's help, he got to the place where he was could kind of forget what he knew and focus on embodying the spirit of the music, and he was just watching him do it with such a... I have a drumstick that's even sitting right here on my table that's got Jaden's blood all over it. <laughs> that's, that's how hard... He was he was working at the end of the day. His hands were ripped to shreds, and he was bleeding on his own sticks. And I, and I saw the blood on his drumstick. I was like, "You, you, you have done it. You've crossed. It over. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was that was <laughs> into my into the coaching. metal matrix of, Yeah, the, the metal matrix,
0: but the blood on the drumstick. That was my coaching right there. So I sent I sent Dan like some photographs, like some just some internet photographs to show the kids yeah. in, like a mood board, a mood board of what it was supposed to be. And they were one was a picture of like James Hetfield, like Popping a corpuscle, screaming. One was a, a jaguar, like snarling. One was a like inebriated guy who had just broken a bottle over his head, and the other was animal, animal from the Muppets. I'm like, you like do that.
1: <laughs> don't worry about where Don't worry about where your fingers are. Just do that. <laughs> hey, last, did the any part of the did, whole did, process where the tag like waiting when I'd see uh, like Tom is typing like on the text like when it was like so how was that and it would be Tom is typing seeing waiting to see what what instructions or images would come through was was one of the most fun parts of. Uh, <laughs>
2: Dan, Dan, did any of these uh, young actors that that weren't really into this music or into metal that had to be kind of coached up by Tom, did any of them after making Metal Lords kind of come around to it? Have you found out since? Have they started listening to Slayer records or are are they still, (laughs) did did this inspire them to be future metalheads?
1: Adrian, I'm shooting in London, I'm in LA now but I'm shooting in London at the moment and Adrian... Uh, Greensmith from the film is also in London, um, finishing up drama school. So he's pretty serious about the whole acting thing. And I, this is a question I'm going to ask him next time I see him. I, I know that all of them, like they, they spent, they did their homework. Like they, they got the, li- the list <laughs> that in the film that uh, that the one character gives the other character, and then that character in turn gives to his girlfriend. Like th- that list was also their metal homework list. So the list of songs, like you know, twenty, twenty-five songs, for them to listen to that sound out the kind of parameters of of the genre and of the music. And I know that they all they did put in a lot of time listening to it. And Adrian, especially, like learned how to play. Had to learn how to play a bunch of the riffs and a bunch of the a bunch of the music for one of the scenes in the film.
2: By the way, the band for uh, people should know the the fictitious band in Metal Lords. Has the name is is called Skullfucker, Uh, so might not might not get too much clearance and radio airplay with that name. But I thought it was quite inventive. Who who decided to call the band Skullfucker?
1: It's possible. Dan's Dan's going to have to take credit for that one right there. But
2: Dan, you are the writer of the film. Did that come from you?
1: It's Skull. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just thinking of like what what the character, what a person like this. Would want to call his band to create the effect <laughs> that he wants to create in uh, in his listeners, who are probably not that interested in the music that he's playing, and like he as an attention grab. Like, what's he going to do to like make them, force them, drag them into paying attention to what he's doing? And that was, and that was I, I think one of the, the, the strategies one of the most important parts of, you know, for me, you know,
0: growing up loving metal and playing it. And, you know, for the characters, this is like, sometimes you're playing music for an audience. Sometimes you're playing music against an audience. And that a, was a, was a very important part of, you know, sort of like my makeup and like feeling like it's, you know, kind of me and this music against the world and against my oh, Totally. Peers. You know, I was totally, I'm totally
2: point. with you there. I mean, I was the, I was told, that's what I related to. I mean, I was totally the outcast in high school. Not that I, not because I played it, but because I wore the shirts and loved it. Yeah. So, you yes, know, I, yes. I, I, completely get that. Uh, that I think most metal fans around our age share that feeling a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like and in the, this, and scene, movie this movie, I think at the end of the movie. Oh,
0: sorry. Go ahead, Tom. No, go ahead. I was just saying that this movie, it very much taps into that feeling where like music is the most important thing in the world, in your life, in helping define who you are and how to be like an authentic version of you that stands in sharp contrast to the circumstances that you're in, whether it's a conservative suburb like I was in or, you know, the situations these kids are in where it's like it's finding, it's like finding a community and finding who you are and knowing that what's, what's being handed to you doesn't fit like it that just doesn't fit like the the, all of the easy options and the easy boxes to check of clicks and high school and home and community just aren't for you the music is your home and then when you try to start playing that music and like trying to find a way to like be that music in in a a way discovering who you are in a more authentic way is really what you know i know what i felt you know in high school and what these kids are feeling in that movie
2: April 8th, Metal Lords is available to see on Netflix. Uh, Tom, you had mentioned your role was uh, in the music, and one of the things that really jumped out at me about the film were two things. First of all, I mean, all the posters and stuff on the wall and the images were like such a connect to me as a, as a kid or, or even in the 80s. It was awesome to see some of that stuff. But the music itself, I mean, there are songs in the film, uh, Priest, Metallica, Maiden what was that was that difficult to clear that stuff because those are the real performances to my ear was that a tough thing or bec- or were you able to call in some favors to get that placed in the film or did you just have to write a check
0: there were well well netflix was a check writer uh but there, there were there were one or two favors called in and a couple of those bands are you know in our rolodexes my you know my my wife who's been a music supervisor for 25 years worked on the film as well and and she's super metal and that's why i married her or one of the reasons why i married (laughs) her but uh but she she made a lot of the great suggestions too and she goes you know she goes like deeper metallica you know b-sides than i do you know and so uh and so we had a lot of like great listening parties around the house and then collaborating with dance it was just it's fun it's this is the kind of movie is really, really fun to work on because you get to just sit around and listen to a lot of metal songs. And go, like, what will fit yeah. with the movie? But with regards, with regards to clearances, you know, that's a, that's a different game. Like, you put your favorite songs in the movie, then you have to find out, you know, who wants to be in it and who can be in it, and does the, the Netflix have the budget for this song or that song? And that's always a, a bit of a Tetris puzzle. But at the end of the day, the song is just chock full of great metal jams.
2: Yeah, there's great the music jumps right out at you and it's it's really cool to hear it. It's and hear the legit version. Sometimes you know, you get those movies and you could tell they're these re-records or that's the band. Right. It kind of <laughs> sounds like the song but it's not. I mean, <laughs> you really had the real the real deal in there. I thought that was awesome. It was fun to crank yeah. crank up those moments as well. Um uh, Dan, I want to ask you about a scene in the film that really to metal fans, it's going to be like awesome to see. And Tom himself is in this. But there is a moment in the yeah. film where you actually have uh, Tom, Rob Halford, Kirk Hammett, and Scott Ian. Uh, tell me about uh, that happening. And I couldn't tell if it's the magic of film or they actually were all in the same room at the same time. Tell, <laughs> tell me about how that went down.
1: We'll we'll never tell. But um, <laughs> that yeah, that was I mean that was in there that concept. That that's for that scene was was always in there and like the and those four guys were always in there. So it's a, it's scary to have your heart set on something and then you have to go hat in hand to people, some of whom you're friends with and you know, and some of whom you've never met before. I never met Rob before we we started working on this film, and just basically beg them to to come and help out. A day with this love letter to the music that all four of those guys built and created and then you know played at people <laughs> into the world for so many years, and the fact that everybody said yes and came and and, and did it was was a huge thrill to me. I mean, you know, being it, it's a it's a surreal experience to be there on set with with that group of guys in that context where they're playing, you know, versions of themselves. I wouldn't, I would I don't want to ascribe. All, all opinions are, uh, are <laughs> the, the, now the opinions that get expressed in the scene are not the opinions of, uh, of Tom and, and Scott and Kirk and Rob. It's a, purely opinions that were, were written into the script and given to them. But the spirit was 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 them and uh and i just it's it was just such a such a thrill and i think uh, i think it'll be really fun for people to to see them appear as if by magic
0: yeah exactly i, say, that- I, I, I was really impressed with scott ian's acting chops <laughs> I say, that was one thing <laughs> that i came away with was like scott ian can act <laughs>
2: I don't know if he's listening, but he actually just texted me minutes ago. I haven't had a chance to get back to him. Unrelated <laughs> to this, but his ears might yeah, be buzzing he, right now because uh, you know, yeah. yeah, he his his uh, acting he chops. Great, but Tom, you were you were strong. Everyone was strong. I mean, Halford's Halford, though. You know that
0: that presence I mean, of he's Halford a, there. Theme stealing. Halford's yeah. theme stealing.
2: <laughs> the beard, the long yeah. coat. I mean, come on. You're the metal yeah. god you have in the film, for
0: God's sakes! How can yeah, you top I, that? I improvised some. Of my, I improvised some of my lines. One of the things that I liked about doing the scene was like that we we did it kind of as written, and then we were just like kind of just riffing on the topic, and some of the yeah. stuff was like you could probably make like a five minute
1: scene of us just. I wish. Jokes. I mean, I wish wow. there if we had had like <laughs> the time and the money to do like the supercut version, where like it was yeah. a solid three minute argument about whether. Or not the character should or shouldn't do what he's about to do in the scene. Right? Um, in the they really time, went yeah. deep, and they, you guys had a perspective on it that was was very specific to your experience <laughs> you know, as musicians, and like what position yeah. a drummer occupies in the grand scheme of the world hierarchy. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the, There's a in, lot in, of in detail the, there. Rock
0: and roll sort of mating myself. That's so funny. Rock and roll mating rituals. Yeah, yeah
2: I, we we don't want to we don't want to give too much away, but you'll understand this when you get a wa- a chance to watch <laughs> Metal Lords, which again is uh, on Netflix on April eighth. But this is certainly a, a a great scene, and you've got uh, you know, four tremendous. Rock metal icons there with Scotty and Kirk Hammett, uh, Rob Halford, and of course Tom himself popping up. Tom, I think that was your was that your first ever acting performance playing yourself. I know you were in Star Trek. I think yeah. I think Dan had you in Game of Thrones, unrecognizable. Uh, but no, that I'm was not that the no, first.
0: I'm not in Thrones, but I've, I've been in a few things. But that's the
1: Scott first was, was in Game
2: of myself. Thrones. Dan, Dan Scott was in Game Scott of Thrones, was, right?
1: Scott Scott did a thing. Scott came out to do uh you know for his for his show, for his uh, SFX makeup show that he that he used to do. He came out and and spent 5 hours being turned into a White Walker.
2: Well, you had oh, and no, you, had, you had didn't you have the true. Mastodon Mastodon guys were in it too, right? Was not yeah, Braun yeah, in it or guys. Troy?
1: They, they were in it twice. They were in Troy and 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 I know Brent was in it and uh and was, Bran was in it. Um Sorry, Brand's a character in the show. Confusing, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, they came out and, and I told them it wasn't going to be fun and, uh, and it was going to be cold and wet and and boring. But they they didn't care. They took a very metal attitude to the. <laughs> <laughs> they had metal perseverance. Yeah, <laughs> they embraced they embraced the discomfort. <laughs> yeah, there
2: you go. But Tom, this is your first performance playing Tom Morello, is that correct?
0: That's correct. That's correct. My my work in the Iron Man and the uh in the Marvel and the uh Star Trek franchises, I'm always something else. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, listen, guys, it's uh, it's I I know my audience is going to love it because it's so relatable. There's great music in it. There's a lot of fun stuff in it. And again, you get to see cameos from those people I just mentioned. And April 8th is the release date where you can see Metal Lords hitting Netflix. Um, Dan, anything for you that you want to update people on or, or, or say before we let you run?
1: No, man, I just want to thank you so much for having us on and just to hope that uh, everybody who takes time to watch it uh, enjoys watching it as much as we enjoyed making it.
2: Cool. And, and Tom, anything from you on it?
1: Oh, look, Just looking forward to
0: hanging out with you guys in person sometime. And, you know, it was, it was really a labor of love, you know, and it, it's, it speaks to anybody who, as a young person, like metal mattered to them. You know, and that's uh it is that kind of love letter and and hopefully for this generation or for for multiple generations, it'll be that movie. Like I I sort when when I first read the script I was like it's like fast times at Ridgemont High with Marshall Stacks is kind of how I (laughs) thought.
2: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well speaking of hanging out, where we hang Tom the Rainbow is celebrating their fiftieth anniversary on April twenty fourth, which is the Sunday afternoon. And uh, uh, not to get you guys too excited, but you're both talking to the host of that 50th anniversary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, you made it. Let me just tell you, that. I
2: have I have arrived, gentlemen. Uh, but yeah, on yeah, a serious note, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored they yeah. I'm honored they called on me. So uh, the point being is, I'll be out there that weekend and cool. you know the metal the metal you know the, my metal duty is to come there and host that party so we will yeah. have to do maybe a pre-party we'll maybe get yeah, the three of us together table. and gather as, as as Tom and I do Dan you got to get in on this if you dare uh, but join it. it's a I... deep geek zone it's a deep geek zone
1: yeah, well, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of a lot of great things with. about being uh, abroad and working, but the worst thing about being abroad and working is missing Metal Mondays at the Rainbow. Mm. As was, <laughs> yeah, by, uh, by mm. Tom Morello, that's uh, that's the worst the worst part about my my <laughs> exile in uh, a foreign country. We'll FaceTime uh, d- it'll be like about like four in the morning where
0: you're
2: at. Yeah, seven. and and Dan, I'm sure you probably are aware that the Metal Monday turns quickly into a Metal Tuesday morning. <laughs> Yes,
1: <laughs> that's the best well that's what You've it done truly becomes on Monday on Tuesday <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It got, yeah, exactly, which is why I try to make sure I have the next day off if we're going to do one of those yeah. because it's yeah. it's quite a, quite a time. But uh, hopefully we can all align our schedules to do that. Well, congrats on the film, guys! Thank you so much for the time. Yeah. Again, Metal Lords on Netflix hitting on April eighth. Everybody, check it out. Tom Morello handling the music and DB Weiss a co-producer and writer of the film, which is very much a uh, very much a connect to the metal audience. Which is why I wanted to make sure I had you guys on the cover it uh dan good luck with whatever you're doing there in the uk and uh tom i'll see you soon hopefully in la
0: look forward to it eddie thanks very much brother yeah all right see you so much, tom. Eddie. It was great talking to you you too. got Bye it man guys. take care
2: good luck with the movie see you guys
0: that's the false metal
2: <laughs> there goes tom morello and db weiss here on trunk nation on volume great to spend some time with them Check out that movie, Metal Lords. It's on Netflix now. And my thanks to Dan Weiss and Tom Morello for giving us some thoughts on it and also uh, some thoughts on their passion for metal in general. Greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening. Hope you listen to me on volume every day. If you're in the U.S. and Canada, for more Rock Talk, if you're only listening to the podcast, you're only getting a fraction of what I do every day on the radio. Catch me Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, live on volume. Channel 106 for Trunk Nation, nightly re 10 to midnight Eastern, and, of course, anything you want, audio, video, and more on the SiriusXM app. At Eddie Trunk on social media. See you guys next Thursday for another all-new podcast produced by Joel Pollack. Have a good week.